Very quickly before we get into this episode, I've got a super short survey around leadership and the problems that people experience in the workplace around leadership. And I really appreciate your input into that. I am in the process of developing and launching our very first course at the Cafe Hustle, and it's going to be all about how we can set the foundations, the solid foundations for great leadership in our businesses. I'd really appreciate it just to make sure I can pull everything in and make sure we cover areas where people really are struggling. So it takes two minutes, the link's in the show notes, and now let's get into this episode. Hello and thank you for joining me again on the Cafe Hustle podcast with me, Andy Jones. And today I'm talking to Steve West, who is a hospitality action ambassador. He's also an author. He's authored some books and also a play, which the proceeds go back into hospitality action to support the amazing work that they do for the people in our amazing industry that really need the help and the support in in times of need. But in our episode today, it's actually the first of three parts of my conversation with Steve, where we're talking about food safety and allergen handling and, and the impact that can have on our business, but more importantly, our customers. The other two episodes that are coming later in this week is going to be around the diversity of hospitality employees and why it's really important and how it adds to the culture of what we offer as individual businesses. And the final episode will be around mental health and particularly some of the the tools that we can use to better manage our own mental health and also identify the mental health of others. And that's going to be a really great episode because there's some really original sort of a different take on how we as business owners and managers deal with our own mental health and that of our employees so don't miss that out so we're going to jump straight into this episode when we get back from thanking our sponsors is training new staff members costing you huge amounts of money and only achieving inconsistent results at best Trainual, with its easy-to-use platform, can significantly reduce your training costs whilst increasing consistency across your entire business through recording and documenting your repeatable tasks all in one place. Visit trainual.com and use promo code CAFEHUSTLE for a seven-day free trial and 10% off your first 12 months. So, Steve, thank you very much for joining me on the Cafe Hustle. How are you? I'm very well indeed. The sun is shining can't argue one little bit about it but yeah i'm very well thank you very much andy yeah good we're uh in the isle of man here we've got the sun is shining at the minute but the there's a massive band of rain that's on its way no, i think <laughs> it's well, gonna hit we'll, about lunchtime so we're uh, keep it keep it down here mate uh we're yeah. right up here <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna chat a bit about your sort of journey through hospitality today <laughs> and touching on certainly things like your you've written some books which i only stumbled across the other week which i've now obviously gotten working my way through and the teaching and the and the people that you're involved with in hospitality but i'm going to start off with your mission in the first instance what drives you to do the things that you do uh really steve west is it's not what i can do for me it's actually what I can do for others. It's as simple as that. It's a simple, uh, yeah, what can I do for others in whatever field I'm in, including my family, my friends. Um, however, a little tip, I keep something back for myself to uh, energise, to, to give back. It's important that um, when you do give to other people, whatever you give, 
keep a bit back for yourself, it, it will re-energise you. And that's important as well. So it's, a, it's a mental health thing as well. Um, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine years ago, he coined the phrase, uh, he worked as outside catering, um, the answer is yes, what's the question? And simply, with those two sentences, um, uh, that's really the premise of who I am, if you like. So what, when you say that phrase, what, what does it mean to you? It means a great deal. It means a great deal. Um, I love teaching as much as I, I do the chefing and the cooking, which are getting on a bit now. And um, physically, uh, to drive a service, it, physically, it's it's draining. I do private chefing now. I do private cooking, uh, which um, which I really enjoy because it's a gentle, <laughs> it's it's a it's a softer approach to cooking. But I still I'm still involved with cooking. I love cooking. When that sentence means so much to me, so much more so because of the teaching. The teaching allowed me that self growth. And when you're teaching in the classroom, you're teaching uh, so many different types of people, different demographics, different um, uh, young people. Uh, if I, 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 I sort of work with three colleges, and it's really what I'm saying is, what can I bring to the table to help you, your learners, your business progress? It's about others. And with that, in turn, the return for me personally is one, yes, it's, it's a small business, but secondly, which is I feel is important, it's that feeling that you've given someone confidence to grow, to become the person they deserve to be. That's probably what I mean by that sentence, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's a, it's part of what, or something that's really important in hospitality is, is that having that purpose beyond just your for yourself do you know what i mean it's like i always said to the to my staff it was always about what we were doing for the people that came in and it's it's almost that selfless act isn't it of of essentially doing something for someone else with very little benefit for you obviously from a staff point of view they get paid and they get the benefits that they do in in a workplace but it's not quite the same when they're focused on giving someone else a yeah. service or an experience or something like that in that case. But coming back to what you're saying, it's about you making someone else's life better Yeah, is what yeah. drives you. Well, yeah, I mean, on, on top of that, um, with my job being, being a sort of a practitioner in teaching and, and learning and having those people in front of me, um, it, it drives me because... Um, it drives me to be the best I can be. So outside of the actual delivery of whatever I'm teaching, it's up to me to find resources, to, to, to go away and reflect on how could I have made that better. And many times I, I've thrown out to my students, uh, especially uh, in FE College, um, thank you for teaching me how to teach because we'd evaluate and then I'd have these big schemes of work, which I have, and I annotate them because in the moment, uh, teaching is a lot to do with planning. 
But I think we forget actually sometimes we can capture the moment. So I will find resources. I will find um, uh, activities. <laughs> I, t- I took a look of risks. And I-, I know that you brought fathers and mothers in aid of hospitality action, which is very much appreciated uh, on Kindle. Uh, as well Um, and so and in there I took risks which I then allowed my students to go in the journey with me and they were like holding their heads in their hands going oh my goodness what has he got up his sleeve today (laughs) and there's a couple of instances I'll give a couple of examples later Um, but that includes um, that includes delivering to food safety and with food safety, um, uh, you're meeting people uh, f- from cold, from scratch, yeah. and you've got to build up a relationship. Now, what I try and give to others is, one, knowledge, of course, but two, an understanding of what they do, and three, to take away something that they can use, some tools in the industry. So when you meet someone cold, a group of 20, uh, different, very, very small businesses or, or someone who's come in and wants to start a business, volunteering down local uh, shelters and stuff, they still need their food safety certificate. And so once you, you have the confidence to take ownership of that, you can then, you can play you can interact. You're building a relationship, no matter how big, no small. And when you give to others and you go on that journey with them, it's a fantastic place to be. And the teaching is like a sweet spot once you get it right, Andy. Honestly, it's a sweet spot. It's like a, a Saturday night service has just gone mint for you. It's that when you see on the face of someone, when they realise, almost for themselves, <laughs> so from the coach, and well, I generally lead from a coach and point of view, if... if that makes sense. So it's all yeah. about our our team members almost coming to the answer themselves or guiding them to the answer themselves. Yeah, yeah. That look on their face, and it's a very similar when it comes to teaching. Yeah. Look on that person's face when it clicks and that light bulb turns on. It's second to none, really, in terms of that feeling you get as someone who has helped that person. Yeah, very Dark, much so. Navigate to that position. It makes a really yeah. big difference. Now you talk about food safety there. What it's really obviously we know it's really important. But what are some of the tips and the, the strategies that you could almost um offer people to help them better manage their food safety? Because I know certainly from my point of view, like it's it's always really easy to actually do the food safe processes and have everything in, in place in the first instance hmm. record keeping is another thing is is something that takes a lot of effort to stay on top on but generally just talk around what you do in terms of what makes it easier for you in the past to manage your food safety yeah uh well uh, obviously working in industry uh i was lead chef uh, before uh, lockdown at um Derby County Football Club, lead chef for hospitality boxes up there. And their HACCP plan was, it was like a, a chapter of verse, but it was written by an outside company who would then take away the menus and bring it back in, like they're doing with the, the calorific values 
at the moment, uh, which I'm sure um, a lot of companies over 100% are just scratching their head going, why? <laughs> why? Uh, people go out to enjoy themselves. They, they want to leave that stuff at home, possibly. Not quite sure why they've done it. Um, McDonald's have been doing it for years and years. Um, you go where you don't go. You've got, you've got an informed choice, haven't you, really? I, I understand the premise, but people go out to enjoy themselves and... and if you want a fish finger sandwich, go for it. Are they going to give you the calorific value of it? No, just get the gaviscon out and enjoy it. It's as simple as that. So, so with the food safety, that's quite high. But what I like to deliver, and this is where the building of the relationship comes in with each person that I speak to who's in front of me, they will have varying levels of understanding of food safety. And when I like to go in, I like to, I like to put on a show. Uh, my slides are full of quirky little, uh, quirky little uh, things in there. Which, uh, if we went through it, would be another eight hours. But quirky little things to make them laugh, wake them up about two o'clock. So I know they're getting tired. There's that pattern happening. But what I generally try and bring to the table is first uh, bring up some real life scenarios of um, a, what the consequences of it, and that's where we start with uh, a death. Uh, grandma's lost, uh, mother's lost, uh, wife's lost, because of that shoddy, uh, shoddy uh, lack of care of attention, just just to uh, uh, really, I can't bring it across enough because these are real life scenarios and it's it's horrible. Yeah. So then I try and shock them into, oh my word, and then you have activity. Why do you think that went wrong? So. So the, the real basis of it, food safety, is, and I really wish that uh, people would get it, um, and I've talked to, to people and businesses, shorten your menu. If you start with your menu, shorten it. Uh, customers are forgiving. If you have shortened menus, you're not wasting time taking in order deliveries of something you might not sell. You've got storage. You've got energy. Uh, you've got to record these. You're short-staffed. Shorten your menu, please. That's your first point of call. Um, and now, uh, if you're looking for the five stars, and you can look for this on the website, the local authority have descriptors, descriptors for each star. So the local authority will come in and have a descriptor, and that means... A criteria for each star are your practices in place reduce cross-contamination do you have uh, probes in place to make sure that your food is is above 75 if it's the steak of course 55 with the varying uh, levels of doneness of course that and that's a misconception because we talk about that how can we get a medium steak when we have to have a um, well done burger, etc., which some people do medium. So it's breaking down the myths, if you like, um, and exposing them to exposing really what bacteria does. Now I've got, and it's going to, it's just saying, it's just saying nuts, and it's probably out there, but I've got a deep respect for bacteria because we're fighting a battle every single day, every moment we fight a bacteria, we're fighting a war with bacteria who. They don't give a jot about you or me. They just want to go down here and do some real serious damage to you one way or another. 
And of course, we open that up again. And it's showing them the differences between really the different types of bacteria, where it comes from, the source of it. And it's, and, and, and talking about spores as well. I, I, this is, this is, someone's listening to this going, oh my goodness, right, switch off, but let's put the kettle on and get a raw meat going. Uh, so, um, <laughs> uh, and it's breaking down what is a spore. And it's quite confusing what a spore is. So I play act with one of the uh, delegates, candidates or whatever, to explain what a spore is, where it comes from. There's only two spore formers. And so... As we go along, it's really asking them what the... It, and like you said, Andy, what are they doing? What are they doing in their business? And so from that relationship, I can then filter down and then discuss, oh, do you do this? Have you thought of this? What would happen if you kept on doing that? And they go, oh, my goodness. I can't remember a couple of instances at the moment. But it'd be like, um, oh, yeah, we, we, we wrap it up and leave it out in the kitchen for five hours. Well, that's fine. But have you thought of the consequences? Yeah. So when we talk about the consequences of the people in front of me start building that relationship up, you then get them to understand. And they start driving. If it's maybe several people working in the same place, they start driving their own learning. At that point... They start saying, oh, actually, if we did this, it might be, oh, right, okay. So we're problem-solving as well yeah. as we go along. And if there's anything that I I would like to say, is one, do, you've got to do the test. And it's all accredited as well through through Highfields. <coughs> and I do up to level four. I've done chicken factories. I've done retail and, and manufacturing. And chicken factories, <coughs> really interesting process and in how they work. You get them. And all you are as a teacher, really, you're a facilitator. But you get them to come up with the answers, not sit back for five minutes as they're discussing. And once they start coming up with that, with the answers, and you facilitate the, the day, you're not working so hard. You're listening to what they've got to say, and then they actually come up with their own answers. And in answer to your original question is... Walk around your own business. I know it's difficult for people at the moment, but take the time out to walk around your businesses. Look at your fridge temperature. You have to look at your fridge temperatures. You have to look around for pests in the morning. Now, a lot of businesses are facing a, a massive amount of challenges. Do they have the time to do this? Okay, I'm going to say, can you afford not to do it? You took the words right out of my mouth then. That's that's the basis of it. Walk yeah. around your business, look at the descriptors. Uh, descriptors. <laughs> What's the matter with my tongue this morning? Um, I've <laughs> left it in my coffee. <laughs> and so, look at the descriptors. And I would advise small businesses to go and get, which is free off the, the, the Food Standard Agency website. Safer food, better business. It's a fantastic initiative, which they brought out in around. The I can't remember the date, it must have been about 10, 15 years ago. And it's a small diary-based um, book which you can train on. It's the four C's, cooking, chilling. Uh, uh, can't remember, can't remember. There's the other two C's that I can't remember yeah. either, which is pretty shabby. Um, and it's a diary, and you can download it for free and use it for training. And it's really based on 
what went wrong. So, for for example, a freezer goes down or a fridge goes down. Um, what did you do? You placed it into another freezer within a certain time frame. You put it into a fridge. You cook stuff off. And the local authority will come in and show that you're being due diligent. And once you prove that you're being due diligent, oh, my word. Um, I'm honestly better teaching than I am recording. I can promise you, Andy, I swear to you. Um, once you prove that due diligence, what did you do to make food safe? Then the local authority will come in and say, excellent stuff. It's as simple as that. Know your temperatures, deliveries, check your deliveries. Again, a consequence of these last two to three years, suppliers, I'm not going down politics route, I'm not going down there at all. So uh, suppliers, um, deliveries, production, check your labels when they come in. Is it something you've not, not ordered? Look, be vigilant. Um, the second part of that is... And in a way, it's, if you like, giving someone in your team responsibility. Talk to your team. Give someone the responsibility. It's, it's everybody's responsibility, of course. But allow someone to take the lead. Um, find, find someone who's a local expert on uh, food safety. Get them in your kitchen on a real-level basis. Um have a team member who can actually it could be it could be front of house let's say someone who's got a third eye over it who may have a bit of time or some and talk to your team get someone involved walk around and see if there's any aspects where they can pick up on um and really with that you start leading that team talk to each other uh, if equipment's broken, uh, uh, again, challenges, can you afford to buy new equipment, find new processes, but then look at your menu. Is the pro That's your starting point. If the process of that menu is complicated or it's too big, that's going it, to... It's like a decision. It's like a big, massive spider web. It goes out. Yeah. And it, keep that spider web co uh, um, uh, close to your heart. Invite a member, team member to look around your place and um, and don't be scared about food safety. Honestly, be honest with yourself. Oh man, this day's shabby, or it's or it's really brilliant. Yeah. Um, and possibly, if you've got a local business who's doing really well, got five stars, talk to your local businesses, keep yeah. in contact with them, make those connections. How did you do that? Can you help us out? Talk to each other, and it'll build up that relationship again. Yeah, I think one of the things that like we were always really passionate about is making sure that this stuff that goes on in the background that the customers don't see mm. that really it's only for us. And obviously if environmental health do have an inspection, but yeah. it really is. I knew that we were doing those basics, the, the record and the checks every day. And I know you mentioned the, the four C's there. The other two were cross-contamination and cleaning. But Andy, it's, you're it's, a star. Thank you. <laughs> but no, but this was, but this, where I'm coming from with this is yeah. that was my, my it wasn't always about yes obviously we've got to have a great guest experience yeah but me as the owner first and foremost that was what was my priority mm. from a food safety point of view yeah. obviously like you say the safer food better business book is brilliant and it's a great certainly even if you're 
strapped for time. Ha- have you it's used not... it? Did you use yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. we started off, we used that initially. And I, as it ended up, I began, I basically wrote our own sort of like a mini uh, HACCP, but it wasn't fully like, you know, it was basically in between a full blown HACCP and a, and the safer food, better business, but it basically tracked everything from the minute it came through the front door, mm. who it came from, temperatures checked at that point before it went even into our storage. You know, like you say, fridge temperatures were done twice a day, all all because then, like you say, we could document if anything does go wrong. One, how we did it, which then yeah. shows that you're competent when it comes to um, an inspection, which is a really important. Yeah. that they look for it's not just having the systems having the competent people are in there and looking at it but it is it's about you talk about that understanding of of getting one of your team members to look around and to realize with examples what the consequences are that then changes how our team certainly in our instance how our team operated because they then realize the gravity of mm. what happens if this goes wrong what is the yeah. real consequence if it, these systems don't work and someone does get ill? Yeah. So it's really yeah. important that not just to lead them into saying, this is how you've got to do it, you've got to do it this way. It's showing them why that yeah. is so important. Yeah, and um, the crux of it, uh, the crux of it is simply this. You have to keep your customers safe, free from harm, your consumers. Uh, with the uh, and it's and that that's really the that's the whole premise. The work behind it is how do you do that? How do you make sure that your your um, your objectionable food is what's the key word now for objectionable foods? Uh, you've got um, you've you've got physical, chemical, microbiological, and the last one, allergens now. 2010 and if you can reduce that now it's allowing possibly one or two people to take ownership of that as you say because of the consequences of a dire consequences of someone losing their life uh, and that's the, that's the ultimate I mean the fact that you might have a thrippity bitch for a couple of days that's nothing to do with it but the fact is you could kill somebody and I start off actually, and if I may, one of the things I start off with, and they always look at me going, oh my word, we've got a right one here. I go round the room and I say to them, right, can you tell me the different types of planes they are and how many passengers they may hold? Now there's a brief pause and they, I could see their mind going, right, we could leg it. And, and and leave him alone in this room and he can be rocking in a corner mm-hmm. or we can answer his question. So I'll I go think around I know where you're going with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm glad because you're the only one that has got it first <laughs> off. So I'll go around. <clears throat> How many people can get in a plane? Uh, 250, 500. And I'll put the numbers up on the board <clears throat> and buy a plane too, you know, and all the rest of it. Brilliant stuff. I said, you'd expect your pilot to make sure that you get away to be without any trouble in between, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, and they all look at me still going, someone's got the door open, the other three are ready to go out the door. Right, now tell me the different types of events and restaurants and establishments that we people eat in. 
you could have a function at Christmas at 500. You could have a function for 250, a table for two in Valentine's. And I said, your responsibility goes way below, way above that pilot because of the processes you have to put into place. Because statistically, food safety has a potential to cause more deaths than actually happen here. It, it would, and, there, and then, oh, phew, okay, they closed the door and came back in and started to have a bit of banter. <laughs> but it uh, is, and that's how we start that's off, the, yeah. That is how, and there's no point trying to get around that fact, no. when you, certainly when we're talking to our team members, because they need to know the real consequences of, of getting it wrong. And it isn't just a case of going, oh, yeah, we'll deal with it. And one like you say, it's that impact on the individual that is affected by it, whether it's, like you say, through one of the, the the hazards of contaminated food, whichever way that is. For sure, for sure. Um, from a business point of view, we live and die by our food standards. That's why people come to us. Yeah. If we're not, if we're dropping the ball when it comes to food safety, why would anyone want to come and visit our business? Uh, what uh, we do consequences of benefits of business as we go through and I probably like uh, uh, Kenny uh, worked in many different places and um, uh, and the rest of the hospitality people worked in many different places that um, you see you see you could see some places are not as good but the atmosphere the place, and it's just quite surprising, psychological surprising thing. The natural food safety culture, which is positive, which is strong, actually is um, a really good place to work um, because of that. Because it's that there, seem, there seems to be something about uh, working in a place with good food safety practices and people who care, as opposed to some who worked in a few places in London, of course, I won't name it's a few years back, and you say, uh, I, I need to get out of here. I need to get out of here. And it's that consequence benefit business thing, and as, as well as, and I'll mention allergens, about myth busting about allergens as well. I do allergen training up to management level as well, and it's supervising supervising it as well in the allergens. And that was a myth busting, a myth, a myth. It, it breaks barriers down. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I'm doing well here, hey, aren't it's I? It's still early. Listen, it's yeah, still early. Don't worry. I've only had five <laughs> cups of coffee. Hope you really enjoyed that chat with Steve there. And that's part one of three that are coming to you this week. So make sure you head over to wherever you get your podcast and subscribe to our podcast to make sure that you get notified when our episodes are around diversity, but also the episode that's coming on Friday, which is around mental health. And there's some great insights there that we can really apply to our businesses. So thank you very much to Steve for this whole conversation, which you will hopefully get to listen to over the rest of the week. And we'll welcome you back next time on The Cafe. Hustle.